With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We have a big 10-gamer to talk about for tonight. I'm Jake Hari, joined by Slim Cliffy, Michael Clifford. How was your Wednesday night last night? First night after the NBA All-Star break. I figured I would just bake everything because I had a brutal NBA All-Star break. That did not happen. So how did yours go? Yeah, I didn't bank anything anyway, or either. Uh, small profit, which I will take because anytime you can eke out a small profit on a slate where somebody goes absolutely nuclear like Leon Dreisaitl did, um, I will take it. I uh, had some uh, Edmonton and Montreal stacks, uh, which kind of worked out. Didn't, like, it was kind of a weird slate because, like... Edmonton won, obviously, just throttled everybody. But it seemed like another one of those nights where it was like, I think you're seeing it more and more. It's kind of, you're seeing like four, one, 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 one stacks. You know what I mean? Like people will have a core of like four Winnipeg or four Toronto or four Edmonton players. And then they'll just mix in, you know, pretty much four one offs besides that. Yeah. Um, worked last night because it was a PP stack that came through, but um I think it's it, it's something to think about probably on smaller slates more than we've talked about. Yeah, especially on like a smaller slate like yesterday with five games, you had two really uh, popular lines, one being Edmonton, one being Colorado one, and their pricing was pretty restrictive. So like if you were just going to go 3-3 three, three stack with them, first of all, you got a good chance of being duped, and then you're limited to the number of lines you can do. If you take away a little bit of correlation um, – 
and go like with a couple one-offs or one one-off, it differentiates you a little bit better. So that was something I was experimenting with. Um, so congrats to everyone who had Edmonton. It was over pretty quick. Uh, I mean, congrats I, to anybody that had Dylan Coughlin. Yeah, that was one of the craziest things <laughs> I've seen in the last like four or five years doing this. A hat trick on the night that he got his first NHL goal as a defenseman. Uh, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. It's not like this guy shoots a lot either, but last night he was just firing away. He got a couple uh, screens in front of the net and uh, ended up with a hat trick. I did not have a single Dylan Coughlin share. Is it Coughlin or Coughlin? I, I, I think it's Coughlin. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have a share of him. Um, I don't know. I think he was like 0.09% owned. So, yeah. Uh, congrats to anybody that had him. I was hoping someone might have him just just for the uh, novelty of it, plus like Edmonton won, because they probably would have baked the slate by like 40 points. But, uh, yeah, weird, weird sport. I can't believe we gamble on this. Uh, or skill game, skill game. I can't believe we skill game on this sport. Uh, we got a super chat from our boy Robbie. He says, let's kill it today. Thanks to, uh, to the guys that make this work. Josh times two, Jake and Cliffy. Let's kill it tonight. All right, let's do it, Robbie. Um, and Clayton, not to be outdone. Clayton with another $5 super chat. He's got a question right off the bat. If you are not an MME player, what is the best way to utilize Fantasy Cruncher? As a guide or template, he asks. I would say, yeah, you, you kind of answered your own question. Um, I would just use FC if you're not MMEing. Um, I would still make a handful of lineups, whether it's 20 lineups, 100 lineups, and just kind of go through them and see. You can figure out which lineups, which lineup construction is going to be the most popular. Are people going to spend up at defenseman? Are people going to pay down? Are there a couple of good punts? You can find all the value plays uh, and potentially get some pivots off of that. So how would you deal with that? I mean, you're a 20 max player, but you still use FC, right? Oh, yeah. I, that's how I uh, build my lineups every day. Um, one thing that I do like to do is, is kind of like you said, is make more lineups than you need and then just kind of go through. I do that because I use my own projections for, for my lineups. So what I do at the start of every day is I do a crunch. Like I'll set caps on a small slate. I'll set like 50% on a large slate. I'll set like 25% or something like that. And then I'll just run it with standard three threes and just see what my projections say to me before I do any adjustments, before I do any ice time adjustments, before I do home away, that type of thing. I just want to see what my projections say initially. And that kind of guides me uh, for the rest of the slate, because like you said, generally um, uh, where my projections will will go are kind of the same spots where a lot of other people will go. Cause we were all working with more or less the same numbers and the same information. So it's kind of a guide to where to go and where not to go as well. Yeah. We got another super chat. I mean, three right off the bat, bang, bang, bang. Jim Steele says, Jake, thanks for your help in Slack. Yeah, anytime. Uh, it, it's not just me. I certainly can't take uh, much of the credit. There's a bunch of guys, sharp subscribers, sharp content providers. Cliffy's in there all the time. Josh, uh, both Joshes are in there all the time helping people out. It's a good community we've built, so uh, feel free to join if you're, you know, if you got questions about any of the packages. Osmo.com slash join, or you can just DM me on Twitter. Uh, you know, you don't have to be a premium sub. I'll get back to you uh, pretty promptly, as long as it's not right right before lock, as I always say. To see some trickle in, and then sometimes I uh, read it quick and forget about it. So 
um, yeah, just feel free to hit me up. If you guys got any questions, always uh, looking to help out, helps more people get into NHL DFS. It's been a lot of fun so far this season. So hopefully you guys watching this are uh, having a successful season. I said that correctly this time, that word, uh, didn't trip up over myself Been practicing that one over the last few days, Cliffy, as, uh, I'm sure you told everybody about your practice shows. Yeah. Um, all right. Someone asked about NBA. Uh, it is – Josh says I never answers DMs. That's not true. Me and Josh <laughs> DM all the time. Uh, someone asked what NBA was. You are not going to be cheated for NBA content today. As usual, we're going to have three hours after this. I think Tyler potentially may be producing some of the shows after this. So, no, maybe maybe he's not tomorrow. Okay. He's got some uh, – he's got – I can't. I can't tell what he's it's like saying. Dictionary on, yeah, he, yeah. It's like, uh, what? What's that game? Charades? The late slate. All right. So he's going to be sticking around. He'd be grinding some NHL, and uh, I think that's his first appearance on the NHL DFS strategy show. So welcome, Tyler. All right. Uh, NBA coming on right after this. Four Eastern, three hours up through lock. Uh, feel free to go check that out. Subscribe to the channel. You'll know when those those guys go live. You'll know when we go live. All right, we got one more super chat, and then we actually have to start because we've got 10 games here. Darren Clary, he banked, I think it was about 25K, 35K. I can't remember what it was. It was a lot of money the other night. And the spin took down third and fourth. He said, wanted to show some more love today. Let's take down something tonight. That's what we're trying to do, man. Congrats again on your big night. Good time to run hot. And uh, he's been working really hard. Been DMing me a few times throughout the season and putting in the work. So glad to see him get rewarded in the spin the other night. All right, let's start with the Rangers and the Bruins. 2.4 implied total for the Rangers, 3.1 for the Bruins. Alexander Georgiev against Yaroslav Halak. DeBrusk back in the lineup uh, for the Bruins. He was a healthy scratch uh, a couple of nights ago. He's going to slot in with Krejci and Nick Ritchie on, P- and on PP2. Um, I wasn't getting to a lot of Boston here. But uh, maybe you can talk me into some here, Cliffy. What do you like? Yeah, that's the thing. I actually messaged Josh Harris about 10 minutes before we came on the air, and I said, I didn't mean to, but I have zero Boston one on this slate. And it's not like I don't like the spot or I think the price is out of line or something like that. It's just the way my crunches worked out. I ended up with zero Boston one on the slate. Now, when I try to break down why that might be, I think a big thing is the power play, right? Uh, the Boston, like they're all correlated on the power play and they were one of the best power plays in the league last year, like top three, if I'm not mistaken, that power play hasn't looked quite the same this year. Um, just over the last month, they're outside the top 10 by expected goals for, uh, they're close to the bottom of the league in actual goals for like, this isn't a great power play. And, you know, David Pastor paid, Pasternak missed the first month of the season. Brad Marchand came into the season injured. Uh, Matt Grizzlick is running the power play because Tori Krug is gone. Like there have been some changes there. Uh, so maybe that's factoring in a little bit, but like this is a great matchup for Boston one at five on five, but one, the power play hasn't been as good this year. And two, they're not drawing many opportunities. They're 26th in the NHL in power play opportunities per game. And the Rangers are outside the top 10 by time shorthanded. So I think it's one of those things where it they they don't have – they obviously still have the upside. Like, I don't want to say they don't have the upside because that's greatly misleading. 
Um, but it seems like the power play isn't nearly as good as it was last year. And I think that kind of lowers the upside from what it was last year. Now, I wrote up David Pasternak uh, in the power plays article this morning. It's not like I think, like I said, I think this is a good spot for Boston. But I think uh, on a slate this large at a price that heavy, I think you want to look for somewhere where the spot is great. And I don't think particularly that this is a very good uh, Boston power play matchup. So uh, don't have much from them. Do have some of the second line. I do like DeBrusque and Krejci there with Richie. Um, DeBrusque and Krejci have a history of performing very well together. Uh, the Rangers depth, like there's nothing to be concerned about there. And I, I find it's a good filler line. Uh, if you want to fit in something more expensive later on, like we'll talk about Washington power play or something like that. So um, I'm going to have, I won't say no Boston one, but if I have any Boston one, it'll be very little, maybe one or two lineups. Uh, nothing from the Rangers uh, for me, uh, probably some Boston two as filler stacks. Yeah. Boston two, nice and cheap there. Uh, might come in a little bit over but I mean, it's a 10 game slate. It's not overly likely that you're going to be duplicated even in the largest field tournaments tonight. Um, if you want to play Boston one, it's, you know, they've got over a three implied total. They're going up against the Rangers. The Rangers haven't been terrible defensively as terrible as they have in years past. Um, they're just really expensive. And so I think they're getting squeezed out. If you look at the top stacks tool. You're really going to like Boston. If you didn't already before a uh, Boston one, that is highest leverage team, uh, highest positive, positive leverage team, uh, on the top stacks tool. But, uh, right now I'm not getting to a whole lot of them. I think on the Rangers side, you could go to $4,200 Truba if you wanted. Um, and then that's really all I've got for defensemen tonight. You got anything else here? I mean, I've – Zaboral got up over 20 minutes in their last game. Um, so, I think he, he's been pretty consistently around that range. So, if you want to punt with Jacob Zaboral, I think that's fine on the Boston side. I think McAvoy kind of makes sense as a one-off here tonight. Um, you know, Boston – my, if Boston doesn't blow the doors off, but just wins it like a little 3-1 game, he's going to play like 25 minutes or whatever figures uh, he might uh, get in. So I don't mind McAvoy's one off, but I'll probably just dump down to Zaboral, and I agree with you on Truba. All right, let's go to Pittsburgh and Buffalo. 3.4 applied total for the Penguins, 2.6 for the Sabres. Tristan Jari and Jonas Johansson I saw was likely – doesn't matter too much. I don't think you're playing a lot of the Buffalo goalie here with the 3.4 applied total against. Uh, Penguins going with Crosby, Gensel, Rust. You've seen that line a number of games this season. Malkin with Rodriguez and Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, no Eichel for the Sabres. He's going to be out at least uh, another week. So Cousins with Hall and Reinhardt, Stahl, Olesen, and Riley Sheehan. It's line two. Skinner moves up to line three. Um pp2 i'm seeing i don't even know if that's accurate anyways um we saw buffalo had some success against the flyers the other night uh do you see them replicating that here or is this all penguins for you uh i'm not gonna say it's all penguins it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One share of the Buffalo top line of Cousins 
Hall and Reinhardt for this reason that I don't know what the matchups are going to be because th- this is Buffalo's first home game with Eichel out of the lineup. Now, I suspect that they wouldn't want to put Dylan Cousins up against uh, Sidney Crosby for 15 minutes. Um, but at the same time, it's not as if you really want to put uh, Eric Stahl and Victor Olofsson up against Crosby for 20 minutes. So I'm getting, I'm putting in maybe one or two shares of Cousins uh, Reinhardt and Hall, just in case they jump down and get that Pittsburgh two matchup, because I think it could be a good matchup. Like one thing I want to mention here is like Dylan Cousins is a highly touted prospect, right? Like he was a guy that was on Calder list before the season started, assuming he stay in in Buffalo's top six, get some top PP minutes, look great at the World Juniors, and he's not Jack Eichel, but he's not replacing a one hundred percent Jack Eichel, right? Like it's obvious Eichel has been playing injured for a while. He's replacing an eighty percent Jack Eichel. So, can he replace that production? I think you know it's at least a, a reasonable question to ask. So I I do like that Buffalo uh, top line a little bit here tonight. Like not much. Like if you're in a one fifty, you probably need five lineups at the most. Um, I but I think for me this is about. Uh, Pittsburgh won <clears throat> numbers this year, uh, just flat out outstanding. We talked about it all the, you know, often on the show. Um, so far this year, 2.6 expected goals, four per 60, 3.3 actual goals, four per 60 minutes. And whether it's Cousins or whether it's the stall line, Pitt, Pittsburgh top line should uh, be able to run them over. I think our our ownership has actually gone down a bit on them uh, through the day because I think. Uh, when I was doing my power plays article this morning, I wrote them up for the power plays ar- articles over on Osmo.com. Um, when I wrote them up, they were closer to uh, 15, I think 15, 16%. And now they're down to about 12, 13%. So uh, less ownership is good for us. Uh, bring me in on the Pittsburgh power play. Um, probably nothing much from Buffalo other than very light on the top line. Yeah, you mentioned the ownership that just got updated uh, right as we went live. Ownership and top stacks, and then uh, NHL projections are going to be free for everyone today. So if you're looking to see what's behind the paywall, NHL projections is the free piece of premium content that we got unlocked. If you're playing NBA, ownership projections are unlocked, and uh, MMA projections. If you're looking to play some UFC this weekend. Um, Pittsburgh one, you you mentioned it. I mean, it's Pittsburgh one night for me. Right now, they're my highest exposed stack. I think pretty good chance to end up there, if not two or three, uh, if I flatten things out a little bit. Um, yeah, they're just they're just amazing at five on five. They are fully correlated. They're going up against the depleted Buffalo squad. Um, I mean, Matt Irwin is on their top pair right now, so Buff- Buffalo's having some issues. Three point four total against. Uh, you can throw in Latang if you want. I don't think a lot of my pit one laps will have Latang, um, but he's fine as an add in. 6,400 is a tough price for him when you're already playing an expensive pit one. You could go full power play stack, though, and include Latang with Malkin. Um, I probably will have a couple of those as well, some like five, two ones with the, the Penguins onslaught here. Um, but yeah, pit one uh, right now, the let's see, on DK, they are the. Highest known stack on the slate, not by a lot, only three teams in double digits right now, uh, three stacks in double digits, and they are one of them. Um, but I think chalk for good reason. So uh, I'm with it. Anyone on the blue line before we get to the next game? 
Uh, not particularly. Like I wanted, like Rasmus Ristolainen is the guy that I kind of want to talk about because he jumped onto the top power play unit with like like they replaced Jack Eichel with Rasmus Ristolainen, um, and he got up to twenty four minutes. So like, if you want to play Risto for absolutely no ownership for twenty four minutes, I think it's fine. But uh, other than that, it's just correlate my defenseman or, or move along. All right, before we get to the next game. I want to talk about our brand new sponsor, Jock Market, which has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Our producer Tyler was talking about how he was playing some Jock Market the other night. Thought he was playing for real money, and uh, turns out he was not. So uh, there are some free games over there, but uh, you're going to want to play for some money, especially because we've got uh, an exclusive promo code for the Osmo community, Osmo NHL 50. Uh, no spaces, just Osmo NHL 50. That's a $50 deposit bonus, uh, up to 50 bucks on your first deposit. So Osmo NHL 50, an exclusive offer on Jock Market for the Osmo community. Go take advantage of that if you haven't checked it out. Might as well uh, get that free $50 deposit bonus. All right, let's go to you. There it is. I was waiting for it. Devils, Islanders, 2.1 implied total for the Devils, 3.2 for the Isles. Blackwood, Varlamov, your expected goalies. I don't know that we've got confirmation either way, but uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Is this Isles one night? Is this Isles two night? Is this Isles onslaught night? And then uh, how are you treating the devil's line since we don't really know what's going on there? I mean, I don't even think it's ever Isles onslaught night, even in showdown. Like, <laughs> sorry, Jeez. man. <laughs> breaking my heart right off the bat. I know. I, it's tough love, man. I had to say it. Um, but it is Islanders one night. And the reason for that is Islanders two has typically been taking the top competition uh, from the from the opposition when they're at home. Uh, tonight, assuming they go with the lines that they finished with last game, that'd be Palmieri, Zach, and Hughes. And then the rest of the lineup, I don't think you really have to worry about matchup-wise with all their injuries, like especially with Nico Kishier. I'm still out of the lineup. So assuming Isles 2 can take care of Hughes uh, and Palmieri, that leaves uh, the rest of the depth up for Islanders 1. And I absolutely love that for Islanders 1. So they are definitely one of my favorite stacks um, of the night. Uh, beyond that, like I, like, I don't know what I want to do with the defenseman in this game is the problem. Because I saw Noah Dobson was, was shoved off the power play. Like you talk about how Ryan Pollock, kind of really hasn't looked like himself uh, on the power play or, you know, with his shot volume this year. So I'm kind of at a loss about what to do with the power play, especially where um, New Jersey is has a bad penalty kill, one, and allow a pile of shots from the middle of the ice uh, on the penalty kill, which is Ryan Pollock territory, right? So I'm kind of at a loss about what to do with him. So I think I'm just going to put him in, like, like if I have five out of 20 Islanders lineups, I might put him in like two and then leave three with just the full stack or throw in like Beauvillier because he's getting some run with him on the power play or something like that. Uh, but I am uh, in on this Islanders top line. Uh, like, honestly, I think the Islanders genuinely have three playable lines here tonight. And depending on what you want to do with the rest of your lineups, I think you can use any of the three, right? Like even going into Hughes and Palmieri isn't a terrible matchup. Like it's still the New Jersey Devils. This is a bottom five team in hockey. So uh, what doesn't matter one, two or three, which Islanders line you want to use. I think they're all in good matchups tonight, but like myself specifically, especially where I want to take advantage um, of the Jersey penalty kill, I'm going to focus more on Islanders one, 
Uh, like I said, I'm going to have Pulak in some, Pulak not in some. Um, that's probably about it. I, like right before the show, um, I threw in one New Jersey lineup. I did put in a Hughes and Palmieri just on the off chance that they are together uh, in warmups. Like it's not a great matchup. The Islanders are very good defensively. They don't take uh, any penalties. I just want to be able to get Hughes and Palmieri at like 1%. Uh, you know, assuming that is a duo in warmups, we'll see when warmups hit. But in general, this is all about Islanders one for me. And when warmups hit, it's going to be uh, potentially a scramble. Uh, we'll see what happens with all these lines. I think we've got confirmation on most teams, uh, or at least we, we have a good idea of what they're going to do. Um, New Jersey is not one that we know about just based on what they did. Uh, so yeah, Hughes Palmieri could be a really low owned uh, duo, both on power play one. And if they're together at five on five, we're going to, we got them at about 1% right now. So not a bad, uh, not bad to take a couple stabs there in some large field stuff. Um, it is aisles one night for me as well. I'll have some aisles two, but it's, it's mostly about aisles one. Um, their priority for me, uh, if, you know, they might end up as my highest owned stack tonight up there with pit one with uh, Toronto. Um, we'll get to them later, but yeah, you guys know my, my aisles one take. I don't need to regurgitate that here. And then I'm in agreement with you on Pulak. Um, if you want to add him in, that's fine. Just based on how he's looked this season, his shot rate is pretty low, below a 12 individual course four per 60 at all strengths so far this season. Um, just not really the same guy that we've seen uh, in the past couple of years where I would have loved to play him at 5,100. But uh, here I'm just kind of indifferent on him. Um, let's go to the Caps and the Flyers. We've got a three implied total on both sides. Samsonov, is it Samsonov or Samsonov? Samsonite, like like Samsonite in Dumb and Dumber, but I, I guess you, oh, you don't watch movies. Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. No, I'm I'm kidding. I, I think I've seen that uh, when I was younger, but uh, I don't remember it that much. <laughs> Brian Elliott for the Flyers. Uh, I don't have much of anything in this game. I I want to say it's because of the pricing. Um, maybe one line on the Flyers actually that I'm getting to a little bit, but. What do you like here, if anything? Good totals on both sides, but I'm struggling to find stuff I like. Yeah, I I get the hesitation on this game a little bit. Um, I put in a bunch of Washington too, mainly because my my projections and my my run this morning told me to put in a bunch of Washington too. Like I told you a while ago, I'm going to stop arguing with my projections and just kind of go with what my numbers tell me. And they gave me a ton of Kuznetsov, Rana. Ovechkin Carlson stacks today Uh, remember we talked about the Washington power play um, how they're kind of splitting two units now and Ovechkin plays the boat both of them so even though like Vrana and Kuznetsov aren't on the same power play together like you can put Ovechkin with them and you get correlation between the three of them like Ovechkin is is a correlation conduit for them so um, I really like uh, Vrana and Kuznetsov like Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton are flanking Kevin Hayes. Um, that's expected to be the matchup. Like, Lawton and Konechny are not good defensive players. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, Kevin Hayes is, but he can't carry an entire line by himself. And we talked about uh, Kuznetsov impacts this year um, on the last show. He has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jacob Vrana, like, his problem is just ice time, right? <laughs> like, he'll, he's going to score, like, 20 goals this year playing 14 minutes a night in 56 games. It's absolutely crazy what they're doing to him. But it's a good matchup 
at a reasonable price. And, you know, Vrana and Kuznetsov makes a decent two-man if you want to fit in some more expensive stacks. Uh, we talked about Pittsburgh. We'll get to teams like Dallas and Chicago later. Um, I kind of like uh, just Kuznetsov and Vrana as a two-man, but I also like Kuznetsov, Vrana, Ovechkin, Carlson, um, those, mixing those guys in um, as some sort of power play stack up here uh, against the Flyers. Um, the one thing that worries me is Washington isn't really drawing a lot of power plays this year. They're in the bottom five in the league. Uh, so they really have to make hay with the ones they get, but Philly's penalty kills look uh, pretty shady at times this year. So I'm not super concerned about it. The one thing that stood out to me with Philly is actually the third line, Lindblom, Giroux, Voracek. Yes. They got a lot of ice time last game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, both Giroux and Voracek were over 20 minutes. They were. Yeah, so, like, Philly 3 actually makes the most sense to me as a stack in this game. Like, I know going up against Eller, Panic, and Shiri like, isn't exactly what you want. Um, but I think Lindblom makes that a good line. Um, they're relatively cheap. Um, they probably shouldn't see much ownership. And if the ice time last game is anything to go by, they're going to get more ice time than the Hazen connecting line. So, I'm not in much on the Flyers tonight, um, but if I were, it would probably be that Voracek, Giroux, uh, and Lindblom line. For me, it's more about Washington 2 slash Washington power play stacks here. Yeah, Philly 3 was the one that I was going to mention, so glad you mentioned them. Uh, just a ton of ice time. Voracek led the team in ice time uh, at all strengths in their last game, so maybe that doesn't keep up, but you know they're going to play a lot, and then you get the secondary power play time with Giroux and Voracek. Lindblom is just dirt cheap, uh, all pretty low ownership as well, going up against this cap's depth. Uh, I just have a problem playing Washington 1 when they've got a bad 5-on-5 matchup. They're one of the more expensive lines of the night. 18-9, I guess Oshie and Backstrom are priced down a little bit, but um, I I think he talked me into like some sort of power play stack. Kuznetsov, Verona, Ovi, and Carlson, you said, right? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I think makes sense. I like that uh, idea a little bit better because then you get Kuz, Kuznetsov and uh, Verona not against the Couturier line. You get Carlson, $6,500. And if he does well on the power play, it's probably due to Ovechkin. So I think that's a pretty good uh, correlated uh, foreman there that I like. So I'll try to add those in. I don't know how I'll make that work on Fantasy Crunch. Maybe I'll have to do that by hand, but – I'll figure something out there for uh, this Caps 2 plus Ovi. Um, defensemen rarely have ever have anything on the flyer side. Provorov, Gossespierre, both 4,700. Um, and then, I don't know, Dmitry Orlov, 2,500. Is he a min salary guy you'd be willing to? Yeah, I have him in a few lineups just because of his price. I mean, Eric Gustafson, I think, got some power play minutes last game as well. So I don't mind throwing him in. But he only played like 13 or 14 minutes overall. I'm pretty sure. So I think Gustafson would be a guy I would, I wouldn't one off. I'd put him in, you know, in my Giroux Voracek stack or something like that. Nice. All right. Let's go to the Preds and the Hurricanes 2.3 applied total for the Preds 
3.3 for the Canes. It's probably going to be Rene. It's probably going to be James Reimer. Um, no Yossi. No Ellis. Uh, I think that is all. Those are two massive losses. And no Fabro. What's that? No Fabro. Fabro, too. Oh, he's suspended. Yeah. A um, couple big suspensions lately. I guess this is only a couple of games. Uh, we had drunk Tom Wilson in the YouTube chat saying free Tom Wilson. So uh, maybe, you know, correlate those two. But uh, yeah, no Fabro. So that's three out of their top four defensemen. We've got Jeremy Davies up there. Boro, Matt Benning, Ben Harper, uh, Matthias Eckholm, really the only defenseman of note. He's 5,600. And then you got some injuries. Uh, well, one big injury on the Hurricanes side. No Vincent Trocek. We did see some lines. I don't know how much of it was speculation, but it was basically that Ajo was going to go with Niederreiter and Martin Neches, and then uh, Stahl with Sveshnikov and Jesper Faust. So basically the third line uh, stays the exact same. Call that the second line now. And then the Canes are a little bit weaker. Uh, They're bottom six forwards. But uh, how are you treating this game? It feels like a pretty good spot for the Canes. Yeah, I I think they're going to keep sending out the stall line against the opposing top competition like they have been lately. So that'll take care um, of that Forsberg line for us. And then that gets um, Ajo and and Niederreiter and those guys into the depth of Nashville. And you just went through the lengthy injuries that they have on the blue line. Like, if you're going to get Ajo and Niederreiter and Natchez, you know, 10 to 15 minutes against Mark Borwick, Borowiecki and Matt Benning and Ben Harper. Like these guys were too bad to stay on Ottawa. Okay. Like Ottawa shipped out two of those guys because they were too bad for the Ottawa blue line. Like this is, I, I think it's a great matchup for Carolina. Um, The one thing that's, that's worth talking about is what they're going to do on the power play. Uh, Right. Cause Trocek's out. And Tara Vinen's out. Like, those would be the guys that would kind of substitute for each other on the power play. Now, like, I'm assuming it's going to end up someone like Natchez. Like, it, it, it's got it, – like, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be one of Natchez or Niederreiter. Like, they're yeah. not going to throw, like, Martinook or McGinn or something on the top power play. I don't think. So, like, it makes me like that Aho niederreiter Natchez line a whole lot more. Um, they're the line that I'm attacking of this game. Like I said, they should get the depth from Nashville. And with all those injuries to the blue line, uh, there is no depth in Nashville. So I love the Ajo, Niederreiter, Natchez line. I think it's it's a better question to ask what to do with the defenseman. Do you correlate Ajo with Dougie or do you correlate uh, potentially both Natchez and Niederreiter uh, with someone like Jake Bean or Brett Pesci? I think that kind of where it becomes a more interesting conversation for Carolina on the Nashville side like I don't get the ownership <laughs> like we yeah, have I mean, to project well even with the low total that's yeah, I know I know I know I know but I don't get the ownership right we have them as our second most uh second highest owned line on the entire slate I don't get it I like I get playing them they're uh they are a line that has a lot of success together in the past Mm-hmm. And if this team is going to score, it's probably going to come from that line. So I get playing them. But at the same time, like if they come in 13 to 15 percent ownership on a 10 game slate on the road, like I have absolutely no problem fading Nashville tonight. Yep, I am 
on the same page with Nashville. Stall line, bad matchup. Uh, they don't have good defensemen. Like, how are they going to move the puck up? Uh, so maybe they just get there on faceoffs in the offensive zone or, or something. I, I don't know. But uh, you don't even get full power play correlation on Nashville 1 anymore. It looks like Arvidsson's on the second unit. So a little bit of a downtick there. Uh, yeah, I think this this is Carolina night for me. Uh, I Yeah, the Ajo line is the one that I am gravitating towards. But I also like the second line too. Uh, stall with Svechnikov, get two guys in the top power play. You can play either Dougie or, uh, or Pesci or Bean if you wanted to. So uh, abundance of options on the Hurricanes. I, I think I'm going to have some five-man power play stacks. The problem is just, do I include Niederreiter and Netches on that top power play? So maybe a little bit of both. Um, if you wanted to make both those guys PP1 and just get some mix of guys uh, where you've got even strength and power play correlation in some fashion, that's not a bad idea either. So Dougie, 6,700. Our highest owned player on the slate, I think I agree with it. He's my highest owned player right now. Uh, one off him, you can play him with either stack. I mean, he just makes sense for a lot of different reasons. So all over him. There's no Yossi tonight. Uh, there's, it, you know, top defensemen aren't great uh, for the rest of the slate. So, um, yeah, I, I'm all over Dougie tonight. Anything else here? Uh no, I'm just trying to figure out where the minutes are going to go for Nashville. Like, Eckholm's obviously going to get a ton. Like, I think Matt Benning would be the best bet to get 20 minutes plus. So if you want to hope that, you know, his body gets in front of three shots and get the block block bonus on DK, I think Matt Benning is the guy to go for, but it's a mess. Yeah. The Boro disrespect is unreal. Uh, I don't know. Is, is Boro good? Uh, no. Okay. Like he, I have no idea. I think he's he's definitely one of those good in the locker room guys, and he's definitely a, like a good guy off the ice. I just I question his value as an NHL defenseman. Fair enough. Let's go to Florida and Columbus. Two point nine implied total for the Panthers. Actually, hold on. Before I get to this game, I think I uh, missed a very important note here on our run sheet. Um, we are celebrating the NBA's second half, and while this is an NHL show, you guys can all take advantage of our promo it is 50 percent off an osmo plus weekly pass when you use promo code shamrock so that is s-h-a-m-r-o-c-k 15 dollars for osmo plus gets you access to all the sports including nba pga nhl nascar soccer esports and then last but not least college basketball projections which just went behind the paywall so you get access to all that a little march madness in there and uh, this offer is only valid through Wednesday, three seventeen. That is March seventeenth. I think that's the day the uh, NCAA tournament starts. Maybe mistaken there, but a little bit checked out uh, over there. But use that promo code Shamrock fifty percent off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. That's a really good deal. Go take advantage. Florida, Columbus, two point nine implied total for the Panthers, two point six for the Jackets. Bobrovsky and Elvis Merzlikins. What are we doing with this one here? Very tilting Blue Jackets team. They changed the lines on us two nights ago. They could easily do it again. We saw Nash with Bjorkstrand and Line. I saw Roslovic was up there a little bit towards the end of the game. I think it was the end of the game. Um, Panthers, same old story here. Low ownership. We liked the power play two nights ago. So are you going back to the uh, Panthers power play here? I mean, I don't think so. 
because these are two teams that really just don't take a lot of penalties or draw a lot of opportunities, right? Um, we saw seven combined power plays in the last game, which is about league average. Like, I think the league average right now is about 6.3 per game. So, you know, a little, you know, it's binary. It's going to be six or seven, but it's not like, I think seven's about the most that we can ask for. And, you know, these are two teams in the bottom 10 by time shorthanded uh, per game. Like Columbus is 29th, Florida's 23rd. Um, neither team really draws a ton of power play opportunities, like both outside the top 15. Um, so I am like, I'm not out on Florida. I am power play stacking them. I just think like, we, it, I'm going to try to, you know, kind of compose myself here a little bit. I think it's a great, great matchup for them at five on five. I think it's a bad matchup for them at special teams. I think there could be enough goals here that if you power play stack them, you could still get there even if the power play goes bust. So that's why I'm kind of in on Florida here. Like I mentioned it in chat earlier today, Columbus only has only allowed two fewer goals than Detroit on the entire year. Like if this was Florida, like just literally just replace Columbus with Detroit in your head. If this was Florida going into Detroit, how much ownership would you have on Florida? Like these two teams have not been that different defensively this year. So um, I really do like um, Florida power play stacking here just because I want to make sure I get Barkov with Huberto or Barkov with Hornfist or something like that. I, I don't feel like, Barkov and Mason Marchment are going to be a top two stack um, on the night. So, um, you know, again, we're going to be going with those Jill stacks we talked about the other day. Something like uh, Barkov, Marchment, Huberto, and Yandel, or Barkov, Verhage, Hornqvist, and, and Ekblad, or something like that. Um, something, you know, akin to where we what we were doing over in Washington, where you're getting both uh, the even strength and the power play matchup. So, in on Florida, I'm also in uh, I'm in on Oliver Bjorkstrand. and I wrote him up as a one-off. Um, he played 19 minutes in the last game, but like you said, he's at, uh, he's at the mercy of John Tortorella, right? Like mm. Oliver Bjorkstrand played 19 minutes last game and he could play 12 minutes tonight. That's just the way it goes. Um, when you're using players on a John Tortorella team, but he's 4,200 and, you know, projects to play, you know, 18 to 20 minutes. So I like Bjorkstrand here as a one-off, but I'm not stacking anything from Columbus. I thought I'd be heavy, a little bit heavy on the Jenner line for the Blue Jackets, but uh, seeing their ownership, they're actually one of the more popular lines of the night. Their role is pretty locked in. You get Foligno, Atkinson on the top power play. So I get why people want to go there, but nothing more than a filler for me. Um, you know, good price, but going to get the the Barkov matchup probably. That's not that's not phenomenal. Um, I like the, uh, the hybrid stacks you were talking about, the Jill stacks. Uh, some sort of Barkov with uh, the good wingers, whether, you know, you take one from his line and then Hornquist or Huberto take a defenseman. Um, and yeah, I think they can score three or four at even strength here. So even if they don't get there on the power play, uh, Columbus been surprisingly terrible uh, or, or not great at five on five. So uh, you mentioned the spot against Detroit. I think I, I slammed Florida against Detroit and had one of my better nights of the season. So when you put it like that, I mean, yeah, just load up on that Florida, uh, Florida power play, I guess, even though you're more just stacking them with Barkoff and then playing their kind of their best guys. So got no issue with that. I've been doing that with Florida a lot, trying to avoid our boy, uh, the second line center for the Panthers, uh, who I will not mention, will not uh, talk ill of him. 
Gustav Forsling, 2,900. It's Forsling night again, playing 20 minutes, blocking shots, taking some shots on goal. Uh, I really like him. He's my favorite punt defenseman tonight at, at 2,900. I'm sure you were nodding, so you're, you're with that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm in on Forsling night. Uh, I'm correlating my Florida defenseman with power plays, but if I need cheap one-off or something, it's Forsling night. All right, let's go to – Oh, uh, just wanted to mention real quick, Elvis Merzlikens. He's like one him? of my he's one of my favorite goalies on the slate. Florida is actually first in the NHL in shot rate over the last month. So, as long as they don't put in five, uh, he might be able to put up a good score. Seventy three hundred one percent ownership, not a bad call there if you're not playing Florida. Jets Leafs two point eight implied total for the Jets three point six for the Leafs. Hellebuck and Anderson, your expected goalies here. Uh, these two just played the other night. Uh, Matthews, we were talking about his injury. Josh and I. He had a couple goals, uh, still maybe not at 100%. I'm treating him like he's 100%. I, I mean, I don't know. I can't get in these guys' heads or these coaches' heads or these organizations' heads. So um, this is uh, Toronto for me, High, one of the highest implied total. Actually, I think it's the highest implied total on the night. I think for good reason. Second line's been playing really well. Third line's been playing really well. And then you've got maybe a, a slightly injured Matthews with Marner, top line. So uh, what are your favorite spots here? So I, I want to talk about Austin Matthews first because, you know, we have talked about a lot about how he looks injured. I mean, he is injured. The team has talked about it. It's not, you know, this isn't some big secret. Um, if you look at, he did score two goals in the last game. But if you look at the two goals he scored, one was a deflection standing in front and one was a redirection standing in front. Like these weren't him loading up uh, and wiring wristers from the faceoff dot like we usually see from him. So, um I think, like, he's good enough to where he can adjust his game and turn himself into a Joe Pavelski-type player where he just parks in front of the net and can score goals. Um, I just wouldn't expect him to put up, you know, the same type of shot volume or goal rate um, that we've seen in the past. Not to say that he's bad, but um, I think, you know, whether he's worth 9K or whatever anymore is, it for for the first time this season, it's a legitimate question. Um, I'm kind of out on Toronto uh, tonight. Like, I don't think I have a single stack of them. Um, Here's the thing. One, like, Paul Stasny has completely turned around that top line. Like, Wheeler and Shifley were just abominable um, defensively. And then Paul Stasny's joined them. And since then, that line has uh, 57 or 59% expected goal share. Like, they've just been absolutely throttling the competition. And then if you look at Winnipeg 2, since they put Ehlers and Dubois together, they're at 56% expected goal share. Like, this top six is has been playing phenomenally uh, since they've been assembled. So, like, I don't want to draw too much into small samples, but when you're introducing Paul Stasny uh, to the top line, which is a major change, and you're introducing uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who is a legitimate top-line center, uh, onto the second line, uh, is another big change. So, like, again, I don't want to just throw out the early numbers, but this is kind of a new team. So I'm not super high on Toronto here, especially where Winnipeg doesn't take a lot of penalties. Like, they just don't. Uh, Toronto doesn't either. So that's actually what's keeping me off both sides here. Like, I really don't have a lot. I think I have one Winnipeg two stack, and that's it. I don't have a lot from this game. All right. Uh, I will say you make yeah, good. You're going to have to carry this game. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, 
these back-to-backs because you can see kind of how the lines win against each other. Toronto won the game. Oh, I'm sorry. Winnipeg won the game. So maybe Toronto switches something up and the matchups are a little bit different for this game. Uh, but just looking at the forward lines on uh, natural stat trick, uh, all three of the top lines for um, the, the three top lines for Toronto were all really good. Nine to zero scoring chances for versus against for the Tavares line, nine to one for the Matthews line, 10 to three for the uh, Engvall line. Uh, so, and same match for a couple of nights ago. Uh, again, maybe they switched some things up. I would like to see Hyman on the top line with Matthews and Marner, but uh, I don't know. That, that's pretty obvious. I think for most people that play DFS, um, but yeah, I like it. Uh, I know the Winnipeg top top six has been better, but I think the competition is just very stiff right now for them. So it, I, I think uh, those might come crashing down to earth in this spot. So I actually have the most exposure right now to uh, Tavares and um, Tavares and Nylander. I really like them as a two man, a uh, little bit lower ownership, but you can mix in, like you can go with the Jill stacks, Tavares, Nylander, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, and Marner. Um, there's ways to get creative with these Leafs. One of my favorite third lines again is the Angval line. So I'll be going back to them. Um, but yeah, I, I guess we're, we're going to be on different sides here. One of us is going to end up crying. At the end yeah, of the night. One of us is going to be real sad at midnight tonight. Yeah. Well, I'll be asleep. So I, I'll probably won't be sad until like three in the morning when I randomly wake up and check my, my losses from the night before anything else here. Are we good to move on. Um, I just want to mention both Tavares and Nylander got top power play minutes. So I'm not exactly sure who's going to be on the top power play, but it could be either of them. Robbie, another $2 super chat. He says, this is for Tyler, our producer. He says, let's go Austin Matthews. $2 for Tyler to buy a black cherry white claw. The only flavor that uh, should be considered the top flavor. So I don't want to hear any other slander. No black cherry white claw slander on this show. We're trying to get sponsored people. So uh, don't slander the claws. Lightning, Red Wings, 3.6 applied total for the Lightning. Two for the Red Wings. And uh, it's Vasilevsky and probably Bernier, maybe Thomas Grice. Uh, we never know with Detroit until 30 minutes before lock. We are in our first non-7 p.m. Eastern game. We've only got seven or eight minutes before we got to get out of here. So anything quick in this game that you like? Uh, not really. I This is another game where I just don't have a lot. I have some Tampa 2, the Stamkos and Kalorn duo. They should see. They absolutely just demolished the Detroit second line yeah. uh, in the game a couple nights ago. And if Detroit goes back to that matchup, they are going to demolish them again. So I do like that Tampa second line with Stamkos. Uh, and Kalorn, they get top power play minutes as well. The Detroit penalty kill is actually fine, but it's still the Tampa power play. So uh, not in on point and Sorelli, but I am in on Kalorn and Stamkos. Uh, like them, I do have them as a two-man uh, with some of my cheaper stacks. And I do like just throwing in Headman and making it, you know, kind of a power play thing. So I uh, do like that. Detroit, I'm out on Detroit. Like, I get if you want to use their top line because they actually starting they're starting to use their top line against the depth from the competition. <laughs> Unfortunately, tonight that's going to be Blake Coleman and uh, Barclay Goodrow, so that's not exactly a great matchup at five on five. And Mantha and Larkin still aren't sync. They're still not on the same power play together. Like I'm absolutely losing my mind over here. So yeah, nothing from Detroit in on Tampa two. 
Yeah, I like Tampa, especially that second line that you mentioned for all the reasons you did. Um, so I think this one's pretty simple. I, I don't have a ton to add. Uh, Tampa's another team you can onslaught stack two guys on the top power play from each of the top two lines with Hedman, you know, clear top defenseman tonight. If you want to play him over Dougie as a one-off, I don't have an issue with that. I think they're neck and neck tonight. Um, so Hedman right now, my second uh, highest owned defenseman. Tampa, I'm kind of splitting it between the top two lines, but I think um, I'm moving towards a little bit more of the uh, the second line, the Stamkos line. So I'll be there. I'll certainly have my fair share of Tampa one as well. Uh, I don't think I love the spot quite as much as Toronto, but it's right there. Uh, sounds like you really enjoy the lightning and not so much on the Leafs. So, uh, you know, if the, if the lightning go off, we'll both be happy, I think. But uh, that last game, I don't know, a little bit dicey. Anything else? Chernak? Yeah, I do. I do like Turnak uh, for his price. He's about it for defensemen in this game, other than correlating my headman. All right. So we're going to have to sprint out of here after these last two games. So I just want to mention our sponsor, Jock Market. Go check those guys out if you guys have not yet. We've got a promo code Osmo NHL 50. It is an exclusive offer for the Osmo community, and you can use it on your first deposit, and they'll match up to 50 bucks. So that's why the promo is called Osmo NHL 50. There it is. Ding the bell. Uh, 50 bucks on uh, up to 50 bucks on your first deposit. No other site in the industry is doing this right now. So go take advantage while you can. These offers do not really come around and jock markets hooking you up. Also promo code shamrock expires the 17th, which I found out is St. Patty's day. Uh, after I said that, so all that, I mean, the uh, promo is shamrock and what you're going to do is you're going to get Osmo plus, platinum for just 15 bucks for your first week really good deal especially right when march madness is going on you also get nba pga nhl nascar mma every single sport that uh, we have content for projections ownership projections all that good stuff 15 bucks really good deal blackhawks stars 2.5 implied total for the hawks three for the stars blanket in hudobin what do you like here well anything on the chicago side because i think we both are going to like dallas yeah, I'm out on Chicago. I was in on them on the last one, but they changed up their lines, and we don't know what the lines are going to be. They had David Camps play, playing with Patrick Kane and Dominic Kubelik. Like, those guys don't even play on the power play together. Um, and then Debrinkat with Philip Kershev and Hagel. Um, if those are the lines, like, those don't interest me at all. Um, if you want a one-off a Kubelik or Kubelik, sorry, uh, or a Kane, like, I'm fine with that. I'm just not stacking. I'm in. Dallas stacking the top line, top power play, mixing in some rope hints. Love Dennis Gurianov again. Uh, Miro Haskinen, uh, he was running the top DP unit. I don't think he's a must because he's not a playmaker like Haskin, like Klingberg is. He's kind of a guy that would finish the play rather than start it. But um, So if you want to leave him off, that's fine. But I really like uh, the Dallas top line here tonight. Not in so much on Chicago, but I don't mind Calvin DeHaan. Uh, for a cheap defenseman here, he's you know he's pr- going to play over twenty minutes and probably have to block some shots along the way. Like the Dehan call, really like the Dallas one call. Uh, I think I'll have more than the field right now. Their ownership looks to be in check, and I, I don't think it's anything against them. Uh, I think it's just there's some other spots that people are prioritizing, and that's fine. But I, I want to prioritize Dallas. I think I'm going to have more of Dallas one than like. Uh, Washington one, which we talked about certainly more than Chicago one. I don't get the ownership there besides it being Patrick Kane. So 
Uh, like Dallas here, not really in on Chicago. Hiskinen and Klingberg, I'll have some of both of those guys. But, yeah, you mentioned Hiskinen was running the top power play. So he probably goes a little bit better with uh, Dallas 1, although Klingberg will skate a lot with them at 5-on-5. Five five. So it's not like you can't play Klingberg with Dallas 1 if you want to differentiate a little bit. Cliffy, fire up your uh, hat trick pick while I introduce this game, and uh, we'll quick blurt them out before we head out. Okay. Montreal and the Calgary Flames, 2.7 implied total for the Canadiens. 2.8 for the Flames, Carey Price, and Jacob Markstrom. Uh, actually, I think it's going to be Allen. The uh, Canadians played last night. They throttled Vancouver. Uh, if you look at their five-on-five numbers, it was, it was insane. So uh, maybe more of the same tonight. I don't like the Calgary line still. Duvet, your boy, up uh, with Lindholm and Kachuk. That line's not been very good at five-on-five. Probably going to match one of the lines pretty hard. I, I mean, do you think they match to Foley Gallagher or I don't know how this is going to go, but I like Montreal. I know that. Yeah. I'm assuming it's Kachuk, the Kachuk line versus Kakaniemi and Gallagher uh, and to Foley. And you were right. Yeah, like you're right. Calgary won 1.5 expected goals, four per 60 this year. That's terrible. 40.3% expected goal share. That's also terrible. 1124 PDO. That's a hundred points too high. Like this is going to come crashing way down to earth. I know I've trashed Dubé before. Well, I'm doing it again because we're running out of time. Kakaniemi, Gallagher, Toffoli, I'm in on them as well. Um, I do like Gojo, Richie, and uh, Monaghan because Richie is super cheap um, and has a good shot rate, but that's about it. I'm mostly in on Gallagher, Toffoli, Kakaniemi tonight. Love it. Yeah, I'm all over them. I love that they got put together. Kakaniemi's cheap, 3300 Gallagher, priced reasonably. Toffoli, a little bit expensive, but this line's not going to have much ownership. Uh, and it's not due to them not being very good at 5-on-5. Five five. It's just that, you know, they're just going to get forgotten a little bit on the back-to-back with the low total. But I'm going to be trying to jam some of them in and get well over the field. I also think I'll have a little bit of the Dano, uh, Armia, and Tatar line. Um I, they might get some of the time against the back line, which is a little bit concerning, but uh, I'll take some stabs there. I think if you're looking for a cheap third line to pair with your uh, Tampa or uh, Toronto, um, or Boston one, whatever it is, hat trick pick. Do you got one? Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. Ooh. All right. Going against the Leafs, man. You really hate the Leafs tonight. I will take chalk Anders Lee. Uh, I think I picked him earlier in the season. Did not get there, but tonight's Isles one night. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Cliffy and I broke it down for you. It will be Josh and I tomorrow, I believe. It's Friday, I think. Uh, Good luck tonight, everybody. We will check back in 24 hours. Stay on the channel for some NBA coverage leading you up to lock.